Welcome to Deeper Dive. My name is Dawn. Jay is still in the hospital, so please keep him in prayer. He is getting better, which is a wonderful thing. This podcast is presented to you by Plantation SDA Church. And today we have Pastor McCoy. How are you, Pastor McCoy? I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here again, Ms. Dawn, for another awesome. deeper dive. Um, awesome. I can't believe it's the second Sabbath of the year. <laughs> second Sabbath of the year. We're in season three, episode two. Second Sabbath already. This year's already yeah. rushing by. Still within the week of prayer. Yes. Today's yeah. a prayer. And what number were you? What number were you? Number f- number four. Four, yes, you're number Five. four. So you're number four in the installment of the week of prayer that goes on every night, 7.30 p.m. on YouTube. You'll be able to see it streamed live. Okay, so before we get into your section, let's have a word of prayer. Loving Father, we thank you for the opportunity just to discuss your word. And as we come with this 10 days of prayer, prayer that is so very important for us to communicate with you and to keep connected with you. We ask that as we expound your word a little more, that you would just open our hearts and our minds so we can truly understand the things that you want to teach us. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So your topic was God's mission and prayer, and you did part two because Elder Vanessa had done part one the day before. And you started off with Colossians 4, 2 to 4. Now, before I go into that, I just want a little clarification about the week of prayer. I know that each of the topics are connected with the conference, a blessing, and that's that's international. What I wanted to know is, do they give you the scripture as well? And do they give you the theme? Well, it's within the topic, but do you, the, the title, but do you have to go along the lines that are, um, laid out for you or do you actually get to choose so uh the 10 days of prayer as you mentioned is a is a one theme explored throughout 10 days mm-hmm. um and what we actually have are theme sheets mm-hmm. um theme sheets that are meant to guide a prayer experience mm-hmm. right a, a, an experience that is this been uh, that is geared towards um prayer for the most part mm-hmm. and what we have been what we have done at plantation is to integrate prayer and preaching throughout the nights. So there are elements of the prayer, but the preaching portion, um, what I've seen, what what I've observed from from watching and listening to the sermons and I've done myself is that we have taken the main text from the, um, some have taken the main text from the theme sheet and Mm -hmm. uh, explored it in terms of a sermon. Um, Myself, I uh, I took that text and I took another text because I recognize how important prayer was in the book of Colossians. And the, the text I added um, for, for me, uh, give a more direct, um, a, a direct um, approach to, to making an, a, a, um, a call for God's prayer and mission um, mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you started your sermon, you started to talk about how important it was for us to be steadfast in prayer. Right. Why do you think that that is very important? I mean, now we would say, well, we're going through COVID, so therefore we have to pray for the people that get sick or anything that happens. But why do you think we have to pray even though we're not in trouble or going through anything else? Right. So, um, and I'm going to use 
as an illustration relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, I think that's the, uh, the most um, important aspect of where communication comes in. And when I think of prayer, I want to think of us communicating with God, mm -hmm. right? And not that God needs us to tell us every, tell, tell us God God things for God to know what's happening in our life, or mm -hmm. but prayer um, demonstrates our dependence on God, right? It, it says that um, even though we know God is going to take care of us, even though we know God is concerned about us, God is working on our behalf. It says that God, I'm trusting in what you have for me, mm. and I am I'm praising you for that. And when, when and as I mentioned in my sermon, when you look at how Paul began the the, the book of Colossians, mm -hmm. he began by pray a prayer with thanksgiving for how the gospel, mm. um, the Colossians had received the gospel. So he, he, he began praying with, with giving thanks, commending the impact of the gospel on their lives. So when you look through Paul's epistles and the epistles more generally, prayer is a big aspect of it. As they bring greeting, there is a prayer. Mm. They're closing their epistle, there's a prayer. That's true. Um, and so prayer, as I mentioned, in terms of, of, of relationships, prayer is us keeping communion with God, right? Um, uh, another writer says that uh, um, prayer is like talking to a friend, mm. right? Um, so prayer, I emphasize constant prayer because it's how we get along. So I was talking, and I, and, uh, I, I know my wife won't beat me for this one, right? But I was, I, I, was, I was just saying to a friend the other day, I was telling him a practice that my wife and I, we developed recently um, uh, because she's been studying so hard. Um, I'm trying to, when I'm doing ministry, and I'm, you know, for the most mm. part, um, mm caring for the kid right so what we, what we recognize is that we haven't been communicating as much um and when we communicate it's more around um challenges or issues mm. and we said this can't work mm. right and so my wife said listen no matter what happened when it comes to Thursday night we have to talk we have to look back at the week and, and if there were, were issues or not we're going to talk about them even if we weren't issues we're going to we're going to be deliberate to talk and check in on each other yeah. that's what prayer is right it's it's keeping the relationship with god alive Life. Yeah. right it, it's yeah. keeping communion it's keeping mm. it's about growing our relationship with god mm. um, that's what prayer is about so if we make prayer an event um we, we can't treat prayer as an event where like say we go shopping uh, mm. once per month or once per week or something mm. uh, we can't do that and as i said if we leave certain matters to if we are not intentional about communication, the only time we exchange words, and notice I say exchange words, mm -hmm. right? Rather than communicating is when we have an issue. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, the time we will, we will definitely communicate, we'll definitely exchange words rather when mm. we have an issue. But if we plan, if we make intentional efforts to communicate um, with each other, then relationships flourish. Um, we get to grow in understanding of each other. Mm. And there's a bond that builds, that is built. And the same thing with our prayer, prayer life. If we treat prayer as an event where it's occasional, it's, it's now and then, then, you know, we lose that kind of contact we have with God. Mm. And uh, we, we, we don't have that, that connection that brings us into God's presence, that gives us the faith, the hope, the confidence we need to live, um, especially in this time of COVID. And the pandemic, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. true. How do we make prayer then a lifestyle? How do we make it a lifestyle? When I was growing up, they, they taught the importance of, you know, 
brushing your teeth at least twice per day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they tell you shower at least twice, mm-hmm. at least once, per, once twice per day. Mm-hmm. They tell you eat at least three meals per day. Mm-hmm. These are things that I learned, right? Yes, they are. These are things that are intentionally taught. Mm-hmm. What if we take the same approach to prayer and say, let us set aside, and this is some, and this is complimentary. This is something that I admire about, um, for instance, um, the Arabic religion or, or the Muslims. They they have a, and someone say it's it's ritualistic and it's it's it look, but the, the 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 good thing about it is there is a discipline. It becomes a discipline. Yeah. Right, where you discipline yourself to take prayer three times per day. Mm. What if we can approach it that way to make it mm. make prayer a deliberate part of our timetable? Yeah. Right. Then we can actually make prayer a lifestyle, right? And and um, it can become a natural part of what we do and what we should be doing as Christians, mm. right? Making prayer for a lifestyle rather than an event. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm just thinking that if we had that. I mean, with the, I'm going to say Muslim religion, I know that they will, they will stop wherever they are yes. and it's time to pray and they will do that. If we had that kind of mindset whereby we are continuing, continuing to pray mm-hmm. consistently, maybe not at certain times, mm-hmm. but continually doing that, why do you think if we don't have we don't generally have that? Why do you think that we tend to forget to pray unless we are hard pressed with a bad situation? Right. I mean, so people are so busy, right? And yeah. um, people become so busy that they we will neglect the thing that is that appears most easy to neglect, so we can focus on what we we deem as priority. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we miss a phone call from the boss or from the supervisor. Yeah. The day will not end before we, we make we return a call. Right. Yeah. But the prayer, because we, we think of it and um, it, it's the easiest thing to forget. Right. And um, but it's also the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when we think about prayer, there are different types and ways of praying. We can sing a prayer. We can read a prayer we can kneel down and pray we can prostrate ourselves and pray mm-hmm. um we can also breathe a prayer right mm-hmm. lord give that i give you thanks for this day for this moment mm-hmm. when we talk about prayerful lifestyle we're not talking about um uh what this, jesus describes in, in in matthew chapter six where people go out in a corner and they lift up their voices as a loud cry and mm-hmm. put ashes on their heads and everybody knows that they're praying or they're fasting right 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 Right. It is living with an awareness, right? Paul says that we aren't not just to pray steadfast, but we have to pray watchfully, pray with watching. Mm. So watchfully is asking us to pray with a certain kind of awareness, right? Mm. So the prayerful lifestyle is praying with an awareness of all that is happening around us, but also an awareness that we are not alone. Mm-hmm. We are never alone. We are always in God's presence and God's presence is always with us. Yes, exactly. So the prayerful, the prayerful lifestyle means that if I'm opening the car door or if I'm, if I'm I, you know, it, it, this might sound uh, kind of um, basic or, or otherwise, but if you're, if you're washing the dishes and you, you, you know, like, Lord, um, wash me whiter than snow, mm. you know, um, 
you're, you're, you're sweeping out the home or you're doing something, but you, you take that into a prayer mm. um, and you breathe a prayer. You, you, you live in a, in, a, in a certain kind of understanding and awareness that in this world, God's presence is there and we can't get away from God's presence. All we have to do is acknowledge that. And that's what it takes to know to be in a prayerful lifestyle. Listen to what when Peter was, was going down in the water after he was walking in the water and he began to sink, right? Mm. All he said was, Lord, save me. Yeah. You know, he didn't he didn't draw draw on the eloquence of, of, of what we would <laughs> you know? It's true. Um, and, and and there's a place for that. Mm. But the prayerful lifestyle is actually a simple lifestyle, mm. right? It's living in an awareness of God's presence around us and connecting continually throughout the day with that with that present with the presence of God with us. When you were saying the simple prayer, I thought of little children how they're just so direct and they just know exactly what they're asking God for and they're just so innocent with it. Yes, yes. Bless mommy, bless daddy. Exactly. Bless Whatever uh, bless, it is. Yeah. Bless the food. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so so yeah, easy yeah. to do that. But what I would ask you is. As a youth, because you're a youth pastor, yeah, how would you translate that to a teenager? Teenagers okay. are not thinking about uh, I'm going to pray the whole time. They're thinking about oh, this is what I want to do right now. Yeah, um, and we're always so so. Notice communication is a very big aspect of our lives it's something we do continually even when we aren't aware of it because there's mm -hmm. verbal communication non-verbal communication right um but now young people are always communicating they are always texting they're always yeah. on tiktok they're always on instagram they're all, instagram, communication yeah. is happening in the young person's life sometimes but, but actually all the time all the time but then you hear sometimes that young people feel unconnected yes right they feel disconnected rather they feel alone they feel lonely and you wonder how in in an age where technology has brought us so closer together right you can still feel that sense of loneliness mm. right so for a young person it is important to find um even in the midst of all of these communications that are happening via youtube via instagram via whatever the, the, the platform is I would say to a young person, think about how much, so, so there's a thing, there's a, there's a feature on, on my phone, a matter of fact, that tells me how many times I spend on the phone. Yes. And it, and it tells you what your Big time, time. spent doing. Yes. <laughs> and it gives you the update every Sunday. I just saw yes, my, yes, like, yes, oh no, that's not good. Right. <laughs> no, to, to be honest, I pay attention to it and I'm like, oh my, what? And you know, what was I sometimes, doing? Sometimes, sometimes, it, sometimes it, it surprises me, like for real, like yes. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, no. I have to, I have to stay away from this phone. <laughs> right? So if we, yep. if we take that as a tool mm. and think about how all of these things are impacting our lives, and if we are to say, let us measure my time spent with God <sighs> against the time spent on social media, spent shopping, spent um, whatever, whatever, whatever. How, however the, the feature divides it up and we'll take a look at how we are spending our time as christian youth mm. that should shock us that should send us a message that we ought to stay closer to god we ought to spend some more time in god's word communicating with god and some more time even even um praying over zoom praying mm -hmm. over 
uh, WhatsApp, praying over Instagram. Um, when uh, when uh, COVID just hit, um, there was, a, I think it was a young lady who reached so many people on Instagram, mm -hmm. um, praying and doing Bible studies. Wow. wow. I, I, I remember that story very well. Mm. Right? She got so many followers when she started um, trying to find means and ways to connect um, with her spirituality, but also connect with others. Mm. She took to, to Instagram, started sharing prayers, worship and Bible study, and she got so many followers, but also reaching so many people. Mm -hmm. And so for my young people, I would say, um, be deliberate, be intentional about how you, you use your time. Um, I know right now we are disconnected because of the social, the physical distancing and all of that. Mm. But we can still, as Christian young people, mm. use technology to bring our, each other together and to use our time wisely and to live in a prayerful atmosphere. Atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, the mystery of Christ. I see yeah. that you unpack that a little bit. What is the mystery of Christ? Right. So when you read Paul, when we read in Paul, uh, Ephesians and Galatians, Paul has a sense that the Jews, there's something that the Jews missed, right? As God's chosen people, they, they missed a very important point um, where they thought that Christ or the Messiah came just to raise up the Jewish nation alone right. and to establish their kingdom and, and all of that. But Paul said that it came to him by revelation and um, that the Gentiles are somehow given access into the family of God. Mm. They too can come in Christ, mm. right? And, and become a part of God's family. And mm. so Paul says, um, and that's why in, in the book of Acts, there were some disagreements with, with him and some of the other disciples because you know he wanted to go to Gentiles, someone wanted to go to Jews, and he called out Peter um, when Peter was, you know, kind of being um, racist one at a time, if that's the best word for right now. Um, but but Paul says it came to him by revelation that listen, Christ came to reconcile the world to God, right? And if if Jew if if Gentiles are part of what the world, then this the, the mystery of Christ is then that. Gentiles should be brought into the fold of God, mm -hmm. right? And I push that to say sinners who by nature are not Jews, you know, including um, us mm -hmm. who are not Jews, we have access to, to, to God's family. We have access to grace. We have access mm -hmm. to being saved. Mm -hmm. And so Paul says, this is the mystery of Christ. It's a mystery mm -hmm. that, that one person can bring all people together, yeah. regardless of race, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of where you're from, your, mm -hmm. your background, your spiritual experience, your, your, your history, all can come in Christ and be saved. And so Paul says, well, the mystery, that's the mystery of Christ. Christ is in you. Mm. The Gentiles have access to Christ. And this Christ being in us gives us the hope of glory, right? Of being united with God, of being a part of God's family. So, so that I had to go in and that because Paul mentioned it when he said he wants the mystery of Christ to go forward mm. because it's such a, it's such a grand news, right? And a part of it I mentioned was that the mystery is really no longer a mystery because Paul says it re it's revealed. Yeah. But what's happening now is that there are closed doors that are preventing that mystery from, from being shared. 
Hmm. Right. And thus Paul says, pray for God to open doors open that the mystery of Christ may, go, may be proclaimed and, and go and go forward. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a little side note there. Yeah. Originally, the Jews were the ones that had this information. Do you think mm -hmm. that they're still the chosen nation up to now? Um, as Paul put it in, in I think it's in uh, Romans. And I'm trying to remember if it's Romans chapter 11 or 13. One, one of those, we're talking about being engrafted. Mm -hmm. And Paul was saying to the Romans that um, even though you have, you have been engrafted in this tree, right? Into, into God's family. Mm -hmm. um, be careful how you relate to the Jews and think that they, you are better than them or something. Because they are God's chosen people through whom the Messiah came. They still have a special relationship with God. Mm. Right, so, because God chose the Jewish nation as the one, as a nation to bring forth God's will into the world, right? Mm -hmm. um, so in that regard, they are still a significant, still a significant um, um, group of people. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, as it is in Christ, there's no Jew nor Gentile, mm -hmm. right? Not that, that we, we put away our, our heritage, or, heritage. Or, or origin, but all of us coming together in Christ um, are equal, are all significant at the foot of the cross. Mm. Okay. Okay. Because I was just wondering, uh, do we revere Jews with having had that cultural experience of having Christ, um, knowing that Jesus was a Jew? Do we now look at them as a special, special people? Or do we look at them as somebody that we can, <clears throat> excuse me, somebody that we can, we, we can just reach out to and talk about Christ with and even evangelize to because yeah. some Jews don't believe in Jesus. Yeah. So, um, and, and this is, I don't know, a tangent, but mm. Christianity, the Christianity is, how can I say this? Is rooted. Christianity is a tree, but Judaism is a soil, right? Mm. Um, because Christianity grew out of, of Judaism or practices or mm. reinterpretations or applications, drawing mm. back on Jewish heritage. So mm -hmm. in our Christianity, in the practice of Christianity, it's, there are very Jewish elements. Mm. And um, we dare not forget that um, the Messiah um, came through, you know, the, the gospel writers will remind us that, that he was a Jew, um, but he is also um, the son of man, being the son of, of humanity. Mm -hmm. who came to save everyone so so yes they are a significant nation um which we still um honor and 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 we cherish because of how uh because of uh what they mean to god but because what the nation means to god mm -hmm. and how they have uh been faithful to god in many ways in in, in and the heritage that we inherited from them mm. okay yeah. okay um <clears throat> you mentioned a few things about the closed doors what do you think are some of the closed doors that we experience now of preventing the gospel from going forward because we have all the technology now mm -hmm. um, that allows us to reach every single facet without having to get on a plane what do you think are still some of the closed doors that we experience one of the major closed doors i think we experience are closed hearts um mm -hmm. Our closed minds, if, if you please. Um, mm. I know anyone can get on the internet now and Google Jesus mm -hmm. or go on, on, on um, 
YouTube and, and Google a sermon about Christ and they can hear the message. Yeah. But until their hearts or their minds are open to receive the truth of the gospel, to be impressed by the gospel, to be convicted by the gospel, then it's difficult for them to, to give into Christ. Mm. That is where now um, prayer comes in as this outside source, if you please, to come and, and um, help that person that is struggling, wanting to make the decision, their heart, their heart stores closed or um, they're struggling, they're between two, 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 two decisions and prayer helps them to get, 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 get over the, the bump or, or open their hearts to, to receive the message. Mm-hmm. Um, in certain countries, they are closed door because the gospel can be preached openly, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there is limited um, opportunity to share the gospel in certain countries, though that is um, a closed door. Um, another closed door is limited access. There, as a, it's, it's a flip, flip around, right? People wanting to hear the gospel, they are unable to hear it uh, mm. because of different um, um, things. So there are many closed doors out there um, that I think um, uh, prayer, and no, that's what Paul did. Paul says, pray for God to open doors so the gospel can go forward and I can preach it, um, I can preach it um, plainly or clearly. Mm-hmm. Right? So Paul understood that even though the gospel has been preached, mm. There are still some obstacles in the way that needs to be removed um, mm-hmm. for it to go forward. Mm. All right. So we've started this new year this week. Last week was a little rough for mm. the plantation family. Yeah. yeah. Um, prayer is is something that is on our minds continuously now. Yes. But how do we maintain that consistency of prayer every day? even after we go through the rest of this week, of the rest of this um, year, how yeah. do we maintain a consistent prayer life? Right. So as I mentioned earlier, now the good thing about plantation is plantation is very, as a church, I came and I saw this, so it's not no credit to me. I came and I saw this as a, as a church, the plantation was very intentional about engaging in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. every morning and we announce this at, at a church right every sabbath that you can get on the prayer line um, from 6 30 a.m to 7 30 a.m and join in prayer mm-hmm. now i i know because i've seen the numbers that um it's not the entire plantation family that that's that's coming on every morning mm-hmm. but if we can be intentional to say let's set ourselves um uh, a four-day challenge or a, a, a three-month challenge that as a church all of us are going to come online every morning mm-hmm. right um then we can start to be, de- develop the habit mm-hmm. which we hope to become a lifestyle right we can mm-hmm. develop the habit of uh, coming together uh spending time in prayer mm-hmm. um, um so that's that's one of the infrastructure or one of the ways that we can that's that's in place already mm-hmm. that we can take we can take we can use to engage and begin to carry prayer as a continual experience out of this 10 days of prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something um, that I'm encouraging and appealing to as a, pe- this is a mini appeal right now, mm-hmm. right? that if you're listening to Deeper Dive, uh, <laughs> come on, yeah. uh, you are experiencing the 10 days of prayer. Let us carry the 10 days of prayer onward onto the prayer line onto Wednesday evening prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there are some, some small groups and some, um, some groups that are meeting mm-hmm. um, and praying and supporting each other. Keep doing that. Keep expanding those groups, those, 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 those life, life fellowship groups. Mm-hmm. Um, keep doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and form new groups, take other opportunities. Um, um, and if, if you need a pastoral prayer, need a pastoral, if you need anointing, whatever you need, yeah, and the, the plantation church and, and, the, and, the, and the team of pastors and elders are ready um, to serve and be a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you said the leaders need our prayers. Oh, we think that leaders need our prayers. I mean, yes, they're people. Yeah. But let's say the pastors, that's their job. They they pray. They're supposed to pray for themselves as well. You know? so why do we have to keep all the leaders in prayer? Yeah. What is the purpose of that? Yeah. So, so Paul, right? Um, Paul was in prison and he wanted the gospel to go forward, um, but he, he couldn't bring it forward. Hmm. But he prayed, his prayer, his prayer request was that, pray for us, right? While, while we encourage you to pray and make prayer, prayer life, a prayer, a lifestyle, mm-hmm. pray for us that in our circumstance, we will still find opportunity to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Paul was in prison. He, was, he had his own challenges. He had his own issues, but he still requested prayer. Um, why pray for our leaders? Um, there are challenges that, so... Leaders will have their own challenges and their own experiences, but they won't, it's, it's their first approach or first thought is not to lay that burden on the people who they are called to lead and lift their own burden, lift mm. the people's burdens. So true. Right. So uh, past uh, pastors um, and leaders have a lot of responsibility and um I'm taking for, for instance right now, Pastor Jen, she is mm. traveling to see her father, right? Mm-hmm. This week, she was here giving support to our plantation family while we were grieving. Mm. She was here um, making sure our attendees of prayer was on, was on point mm. in all these meetings, trying to do everything. But at the same time, she, her heart and her mind was also on her, on her father, yeah, yeah. right? And she delayed, she delayed going because she was here working, 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 mm. right? And so... While pastors have the task and the responsibility of shepherding and providing comfort and care for the church family, um, there is a personal side of it where their own families are going through stuff that they have to be pastoring too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I'm growing and I'm getting experience in, in, in ministry, one of the things I realize is that when you pastor a church, so when you pastor a church and you move on to another church, um, your membership only grows. Right? Yes, it does, because everybody knows yeah. you from the other church. Yes. So <laughs> your membership only grows. Yep. If you're in a church that had 500 before, mm. and you're a church that had 1,000 now, your yeah. membership is now 1,500. 500. Mm-hmm. Right? That's because the you leave before, mm. you in some ways, you're not, they're physically pastoring, but yeah. there are people who still have a connection, connection with you. you have a connection with and they're still reaching out for say pastor this is happening and they still want your blessings they still want your support mm-hmm. even though they have their, their, their own pastor right now mm-hmm. because that's just how it is that's it's just connection it's just relationship mm-hmm. so um, i'm learning that i'm experiencing that and i'm saying god <laughs> give, us, uh, I'm, I'm, give us this day this day or daily bread all i'm asking mm-hmm. for is daily, bread, daily strength mm-hmm. to take me to this one and then uh for tomorrow so yes um, and the decisions that pastors and leaders have to make that, um, that are, that are, are, will impact people's lives forever, yeah. right? Like in the, in this season of, of, you know, this spike of COVID, we have some tough decisions to make. Yeah. We didn't want to close our doors to the church right now. We didn't want to do it. That's the last thing we wanted to do. Mm. 
But with everything that's happening around us, it's not just plantation, it's not just our church, it's, it's in the workplace everywhere, but we have a sacred responsibility, right? And we know, and we could, we could make this decision because we know that the church is not this building. The church is where we, is, is how we gather yeah. and where we gather and where the presence of God is with us, mm. right? So the building, it's important for us. It's a consecrated space where we come and unite and gather and fellowship and worship. But we know that God is, the God we serve is worthy of praise beyond this 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 space and this building mm-hmm. so with, with that in mind we, we took the wise decision and um very difficult decision mm-hmm. to close our doors for for um, for a moment so mm-hmm. we can um stabilize be stabilized and get things together so yeah pastors leaders in the church um elders <laughs> need prayer need prayer a lot. They need a lot of prayer right they need a lot yeah. of prayer Jesus, when he was in um, about to face the cross, yes, got his inner circle and said, "Come, come pray with me." You know, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. So, what would your admonition is probably the right word? Yeah, for all of us now, we're going through the ten days of prayer to keep our focus on maintaining our prayer life and growing it and our own relationship with Christ, how do you think you can, how can you tell us that we can really keep consistent with it? Right. Um, Paul here says, and he used a word continue, which, you know, it comes as the persevere to be persistent. Mm. We, we have, it, it's, it's, it's a decision that we have to make, right? Mm. We, we really have to decide that we're going to make our lives about prayer. Mm. It's not going to happen magically. It's not going to happen. It's not just going to be like something poof, like magical. It's something that requires discipline. And that's why prayer is, is most time called is referred to as a spiritual discipline, right? Mm -hmm. It requires us to be intentional Mm -hmm. and to be disciplined to, to follow up and to do it every day. So my encouragement to all of us as a plantation family and to all who will listen Mm. um, and hear and those who are struggling to keep a consistent prayer life, my encouragement to you is to be deliberate, be intentional, plan prayer. Some some people have a timetable for their day. Mm. Make prayer a part of that timetable, right? Um, You don't have to show someone a timetable. No one has to see it, but... Make a personal plan for your day, for your week, for your, for, your, for your month, for your year, and make sure prayer is a part of that. Prayer, Bible study, and fellowship with, uh, with believers and sharing it with others. Make that a strong uh, foundational part of your, your Christian experience. And um, the more you do it, the more um, you will do it. You know? mm. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Pastor McCoy, for those encouraging words. Prayer is obviously something that is almost like it's food. We need it to, to survive, to keep our relationship with God growing every single day. All right. Can you lead us out with a word of prayer, please? Certainly. Prayer answering and hearing God. Mm. Thank you for this privilege we have called prayer. Yes. Where we can open our hearts to you as a friend. 
help us to be reminded that you're always listening, always inviting us to pray. Mm. Pray to express our dependence on you, that we're leaning on your everlasting arms. Amen. Sometimes we get so busy, sometimes we are down, sometimes we don't feel like praying. But remind us that prayer is the key in the hand of faith Amen. to hope, open the, the storeroom of, 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 of heaven. We are stored the treasures of, of your bounties and your omnipotence. We are, when we pray, God, there is nothing that is, that is, uh, that is out of our reach. Mm. You will open the doors. When we pray, you will grant comfort to those who are grieving. When we pray, you will give joy to those who are depressed. When we pray, you will give us what we need. And so help us, God, to remain in communication with you to maintain this relationship as best as we can through the medium of prayer mm. um please help us as you prayed and as you taught us to pray help us to say every day our father who art in heaven mm. and help us to remember that we need to keep that relationship alive if you are our father we need to communicate with you so that our relationship and our on our, uh, our bond can grow each and every day so bless the plantation family. As you're grieving right now, we are having so many challenges. Mm. Um, please be with Joe and with others who have been affected by COVID, um, those who are grieving the loss of loved ones. Mm. We ask for your protection, your covering, and all who are listening and uh, take full control of our lives, we pray. In Christ's loving name, amen. Amen, and thank you, Pastor. And to listen to Pastor McCoy's sermon, you can go to Plantation SDA Church YouTube channel or plantationsda.tv. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to be notified of our live streams and programs. And also please subscribe to Plantation SDA Church on your favorite podcast app. We have a few birthdays. In the midst of everything, we have a few birthdays. And... Our birthday list is, has a couple of people. January 13th, we have Michael Acevedo. And January 14th, we have Phyllis Palmer. So happy birthday to our birthday celebrants. And as we go through the rest of this week, I'd like you please, as um, we're doing the 10 days of prayer, remember that you can always tune into YouTube at 7.30 p.m. nightly to listen to the next installment as we go through these 10 days of prayer until the 15th. And lastly, I'd like you to please remember the Peters family as they're grieving the loss of a father and also their dad, their um, husband, um, that's George Peters. So just please keep them all in prayer. And everybody have a wonderful day and we hope to see you all soon.